You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. I am glad that you are listening to today's podcast. Today is a collabo. I like to collaborate sometimes with good stuff that I get in one platform or the other. So if there's like a good piece of sound on the air that I want to use in the podcast, I like to do that. And sometimes I have these incredible conversations in my other podcast, which is called House of L. If you haven't checked it out, please subscribe, listen. It is filled with interviews with some of your favorite media people. And it is usually focused primarily on them and what it is they do to cover sports. Like, how do they do their job? Okay. This episode of Loho Daily is clipped from a fuller conversation that I had on House of L with Shakia Taylor. And I implore you to, to go seek out my House of L podcast. You can search it. Just search House of L podcast. You'll find it if you are on Apple or Spotify or if you're on Stitcher or where else are we? Where Or Google Play Music. You can find it. Just search House of L podcast. The entire hour that I spent with Shakia is unbelievable. But for you, the sports fan, because usually the line, the demarcation line for me is House of L is about journalism. Loho Daily is more about sports. Sometimes those streams cross, Ghostbusters. And they did in this case because I think Shakia Taylor is one of the best baseball writers in America. She writes for Fangraphs. She does her own stuff. You sometimes see her on Baseball Prospectus. She's written a bunch of really cool stories. She's also a great storyteller. And the reason that she's a great storyteller is because she does incredible research on the game. And we're gonna, you're going to hear in the conversation us talking about the, the game of baseball and, and it her, her love for the game. But there's also a clip in here where we talk about Effa Manley. And you're like, wait, who's Effa Manley? Well, Effa Manley was the first woman that was inducted into baseball's Hall of Fame. She was an owner of a bunch of Negro League teams, and she is maybe the most mysterious person in the history of the game. People don't know anything. I mean, they think they know about her, but her entire existence is kind of shrouded in mystery. Who was she? Was she black? Was she white? How did she come to own a Negro League team? Why was she the first woman that was inducted into the Hall of Fame? There's actually a book that written about her called The Most Famous Woman in Baseball. I would say the most mysterious woman in baseball. But yes, the most famous woman in baseball. So I wanted to share the interview I did with Shakia, which you should follow her on Twitter at Curly Fro, because we talk about it. And if you don't know the story of Effa Manley, my goodness, buckle up, Buttercup, because you are going to learn a little bit more about her in this conversation. Also, learn more about Shakia. She is such such a uh, 
a precious jewel of, of our sports journalism community. I call her a unicorn. She's great. So this is our conversation, and the conversation starts with her love of baseball being so great and grand that she has reached out to other women who love baseball to share it. Enjoy. I once on Twitter just started this thing where I asked women to reply to me with their location and their favorite team and if they were looking for another girlfriend to go to games with. And it kind of took off. And I couldn't think of a hashtag or anything. And I was like, ah, whatever. We'll just let it fly the way it is. And women started connecting with each other in my mentions and going to baseball games. And I was on a plane to D.C. And someone tweeted me and was like, hey, if you're ever in D.C., let's go to a game. I replied to her and I said, I'm on the plane right now. Let's go this weekend. And I'm like, okay, I'm out of my mind. I'm about to go to a baseball game with someone I don't even know. We don't have a Twitter relationship at all, but whatever. I got to be about whatever I say, you know. So I land, and she said, yeah. Luckily, I wasn't by myself. It was me and Stephanie, and I had a couple other friends in town. And she met up with us, and we went to a Nats-Cubs game together. She's flown to Chicago since then, and we've gone to two Sox games together. And uh, she's moving here. And those are the kind of experiences that I feel like you can get as a fan of just about anything. It's the connection. It's, it's, we all, we don't have to root for the same team. We don't have to, you know, even like anything similarly. I'm completely, I don't care that you think we should have the DH. I think pitchers should hit. And I'll still hang out with you. I love that. Like, our differences, they don't matter. I feel like that happens with most sports, though. Football, I hang with people we don't like the same teams. It's great. I really think people are underserving, as you said. People who want to read about stuff that aren't isn't numbers. Not everybody connects on a mathematic level. Like, yeah, this guy's good, but, hey, he's awesome. Or, hey, for some people, it's, you know, he's fun to watch. I know people who couldn't tell you a singular fact about Javier Baez, but they can tell you that he is so awesome. And I think that Major League Baseball is missing the point there. They're missing the point there. Stop trying to force Mike Trout on us, who is great, but doesn't want to be that guy. He doesn't want to be that guy. He's told you <laughs> time and time again, I'm not that dude. He doesn't Stop be trying that to guy. make me that dude. He just wants to play baseball and, be and talk about it. the weather and move on with his life. <laughs> and I say we let him. I say we let Mike Trout play himself into the Hall of Fame because we know he's going. And then if he wants to have a second career as a meteorologist, let him do that. He doesn't want to be the star. But you got a guy who has the logo tattooed on the back of his neck. Let that guy be great. You have guys who play with more emotion than anything. Let those guys be great. Instead, no, we got to go for, you know, we got to talk about stats. And we got we, we to gotta talk about, you know, how many rings somebody has and, you know, how many times he's been on base this game. Oh, he swings at everything. Like, that's, that's not appealing to everyone. I fortunately can see both sides. But if you want people to enjoy the game, you want to bring in new people, Make it fun and don't juice the balls. That's terrible.
so I've gotten a little bit of clarity on this <laughs> with with the ball. I was talking to some baseball people over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. and apparently the way that the ball is being created now is so machine-like. They've taken the imperfections out of the ball. Mm-hmm. So the center of the ball is now legitimately the center of the ball, where before it might be a degree yeah. off one way or the other, and that is not the case anymore. And now that thing is taking off like a Super Bowl <laughs> would. Have you and, seen the stitches, like the comparisons of the old stitches versus the new stitches? Yes. And it's changing the way players, pitchers can grip the ball. So they're literally changing the game right now by making the ball smaller and I feel like their attempt to control every part of the game is kind of getting aggravating. Like, you you purchase the company that makes the balls so you can have control of it, and now you're manipulating the, the game. And I read this really great story on the guy who owns the mud. Yes, I read that story, too. And I guess people want to buy him, buy, buy his mud, or buy something similar to it now. This is incredible. Like, they... I know games advance, things change, but when you have active players saying, like, eh, this doesn't feel right, and they can't throw certain pitches anymore, it's time to take a step back. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this going forward. Do I like home runs? Sure. But I thought that Astros, Dodgers, Game 5 of World Series with all those home runs, I didn't like that. That's not baseball. Baseball is slow. There's a little strategery involved. We're not just pumping balls like that's crazy. I I don't know. I don't I don't love it. You have a very good sense of the romance of sports in all sports. Oh yeah. <laughs> but ba- but baseball in particular, I I think that you do a great job of capturing the essence of it when you write. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Is that because you are the crazy voracious reader? Yes. I think so. I have this theory that all writers read. Like, you have to. And that goes for whatever you write. You have to read. I like reading not just other, you know, sports pieces, but I read a ton of fiction. Um, I love to watch, like, documentaries. Just watching and seeing the way people put words. Language is so, so powerful, and we can use it any way we want. Like, you put words together differently than I put words together. And I think the love, I like history. So there's like a love of like historic stories involved. And what sport in the U.S. has like a richer history than baseball? And baseball's history is, it's sorted. Like there's Mm -hmm. tons of stuff in there that people don't ever want to talk about. And those are things that I love talking about. Um, I don't know. I, I It's funny that you use the word romance because um, I always say, like, uh, I'm not really big on, like, talking about, like, love and loving things and whatever. But baseball might be that thing, like, that I'm like, ah, that's kind of my jam, baseball and reading. And if I can merge the two, why not? I wish I wrote all the time, but, you know, I have bills to pay and sure. stuff like that. But I also don't know what I would write about if I had all the time in the world to write. Um, I've thought about it. Like, ah, would I write some kind of anthology? 
would I just go and travel and collect stories to tell? Um, I do have an idea that I think should be a book. I just said this the other day, despite saying for years that I literally never want to write a book. And I tweeted randomly like, oh, I think I have a book idea. So one of my really close friends texts me and is like, spill it. I'm like, if I tell you, then it's like I have to do it. And I don't want to do it. I don't know if it's a real idea. But I do think if I were to follow this dream, it would basically be without telling the whole premise is I would hit every baseball city in the U.S. And I would find, you know, the hangouts. Where do the local old school fans hang out? So where's Nisei everywhere else? Right. Right. Someone here told me a story about Woodlawn Tap. Yes, Jimmy's. And that's what we call it in High Park. Okay, okay. It's called Jimmy's. So if you ever make it down the 55th call Street, it Jimmy's. call it Jimmy's. Okay. And they told me that um, long time ago that black baseball players would go there for a nightcap. I think it was Mel who told me that. I'm not sure, but. And well, I was Ernie like, Banks used to live. See, that's exactly what I was told. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Because people don't, I feel like that's not something people advertise about that bar. But I always think that old timers at bars, whether it be bartenders or a regular who's been going for 25 years near ballparks, have the best stories. They have the best stories. They can tell you about monumental moments in a team's history, a big loss, a big win, I think that would be very cool just going around and gathering those stories. I wouldn't want to talk to maybe, you know, hundreds of people, mm. but maybe a few people for every team. And while it wouldn't I wouldn't want it to serve as some kind of like, you know, travel guy. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to be that. I would want it to be more of like, hey, there is these cool oral history that you're not getting. Like I mean, no one thinks of stuff like that. Like, oh, I'm an assistant bartender. What's going on in the neighborhood? You just don't think that. Or where were you during whatever game of whatever, you know, major event? I, I just think stuff like that would be cool. I think it interests me. So maybe it'll interest other people. Um, but that's kind of I just I like the human aspect of everything. And I do romanticize it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's cool um, just knowing that it's it's about more than what's happening on the field. It's about more than, you know, numbers and front offices and rules and stuff like that. I think it's just so fun. Since you brought it up, okay, you brought up the, the topic of baseball's sordid history, all the stuff that people don't know. What's your favorite story about the game to tell people that don't know about the history of the game? Hmm. I don't know. Let's see. I feel like my favorite story has to be... Uh, <laughs> my favorite story has to be when Larry Doby went to the league, mostly because of it incorporates multiple interests of mine. There's a woman involved, and... She made sure that she got paid for her player making the jump. And a lot of people are like, excuse me, what? Like, because they think Jackie Robinson had this, like, grand deal. And it's like, no, no, 
no, somebody got fleeced for that. That definitely didn't go the way you think it did. Whereas Effa Manley was like, well, hold up. You're going to pay me. You're going to buy me out on this whole deal. And I, I love that story just because, A, it's a woman completely bossing up in a business situation. B, that moment is huge for all of baseball, particularly African-American players, because that set the tone that they were going to get paid, that nobody was jumping anymore from the Negro League to Major League without getting paid. That was huge. That was huge. And she was big on players' rights and things like that. And I don't think people care. I don't think they care to know those things. And for me, it's important to keep those things in mind that Sports have always been political. They've never not been political. So that whole stick to sports thing, it's it's silly. They've always been political, even in ways that you don't think of or you don't realize. That's probably my favorite. I think that the the Effa Manley story, <laughs> I, that's the, I think that's the next great sports film. Mm-hmm. Like if someone really wants to do it, that's the the film that I think people are going to be like, whoa. She was a very mysterious woman. Like, everything you read about her comes across as if it was a rumor. Like, no one actually knows anything about her. We just know that she did something great and that she loved baseball, right? Because that's what her tombstone says. She loved baseball. And she, her background is weird. No one knows is she black? Mm-hmm. Is she biracial? Is she white? Was she uh, passing? Yeah. Uh, did her mom have an affair? Who was her dad? Like, just all this. Did she have affairs with players? That was the thing I read. Um, I tried uh, doing a bunch of research on her, but the thing that bothers me is the inconsistency in stories. No one tells the same story about her. No one has the same facts about her. She wrote a book herself where she pretty much told you nothing. Um, (laughs) I kind of admire that, actually, because I'm not really big on sharing, you know, too much uh, publicly anyway. But it's like, wow, she left us not much. She left a legacy, but we don't know her know her. So that was Shakia and I talking about Effa Manley and baseball and her love for baseball. If you would like to hear the entire interview, search House of L podcast. Just search for it and you'll find it. And we talked about writing and reading and how she became such a big baseball fan. She's a a, a really interesting person in, in our journalism world here in Chicago. We are lucky to have her and I enjoy talking to her a great deal. So please go search out the long-form version, House of L podcast. That's the one I do on journalism, and Shakia is featured this week. Thanks for listening to Loho Daily. I'll have some cool stuff for you on tomorrow's. I just finished an interview that I think that you're going to like. I will share that with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening today.